Hey, Sean. Yes, Ray. Do you think that I'm a people pleaser because I'm a Leo? No, categorically no, because uh, I am not. I am a Taurus, and I am a people pleaser. And, and the thing about Taurus, that's how you know that stuff can be bullshit, is that the Taurus are known for being stubborn. Very stubborn. And I am stubborn-ish. I think therapy is maybe less Taurus-y. But I'm not stubborn to the point where if, like, if I'm people-pleasing, then I'll back right off. Do therapists subscribe to Zodiac stuff, do you think? I would, I would think um, a therapist worth their soul <laughs> does not. I would I hope think not. I would... Uh, oh man! If, how <laughs> bad of a moment would that be? Can you imagine? You're just in there and you're complaining about your life and how bad things are going, and they're just like, "Yeah, man, you're a Taurus. There's really nothing you're going to be able to do about it." <laughs> I would walk out of the office and <laughs> demand my money back. I would, I would be like, I would send a very sternly worded email to that therapist. Have Have you ever been like either like with a girl that you were dating or? Just a friend that was real into that stuff. Do you have friends like that? Um, I there was a couple of comics I knew. There's a comic that still does it that like read people's tarot cards. Now I guess that's not the same exact thing, but it's like she and then she did um, she read tarot cards, and then my other friend did a podcast where it was like fake psychic. Uh, it was like psychic hotline. She called it, and this comic came on as a guest. And then charged her for the tarot card reading. Just if anybody was wondering that, comedy is a business, folks. Even at the the bottom feeder levels of that you're going on as somebody's podcast to promote your psychic readings. (laughs) I I don't subscribe to any of that. I just started last week as we talked about. I just started believing in God. Um, right, because of the leg room at yes. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. But you're, I don't think you're like George Costanza. The opposite, actually. You like you believe in God for the good things. Yeah. Well, has, and he, George Costanza goes for the bad things. I believe in God. Yeah. I've been kind of thinking, uh, not to get back on God again, because I feel like he gets enough attention. Uh, is I think he just only. I thought about this a lot since last week. Actually, I think he only does the little things. I think if if he is at our company, he's the office services manager instead of the CEO. <laughs> like he just makes sure that their pens are all stocked. But God is just a, a, a lady in her mid forties named Pam with a sensible work <laughs> suit on. Yeah, like he just he's keeping things afloat. He lets us handle the big stuff, and and that's that's what he's trying to do. Like you know if. Um, if, if you get into, like, a horrible accident on a motorcycle, that's not God. Now, if you stub your toe, that's God. God's walking around going, is it 5 o'clock yet? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't saying he's corny work guy. I wasn't saying he's like, another day in paradise, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I, 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 do, I would do those at work. What, the corny work sayings? I think I might be. The, I, I didn't say the actual sayings, and they make me mad, but sometimes just to survive, I would say corny stuff, or I would play along. I think I've, I tried to do, I don't know if I told you this about this, uh, I, 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 I've become a have a good one guy. Are you a have a good one guy? I, well, yeah, I questioned, we talked about I said I don't like have a good one. That's right, you know, yeah. But, but those are, those are, fu- I'm talking the, 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 the cliche. What's another day in paradise, there's uh 
Hanging in there. That's the one I always hated. Hanging in there. I say hanging in there. If people say, how you doing? It's just in passing. Hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Hanging. I even said hanging. I say that when I'm hungover. Yeah, well. I'm just hanging. That, yeah, that makes sense, though. Hanging in there. No, what, what's, a, what's another one? Uh, living the dream. Oof. Living the dream is a rough one. That's the worst one. Yeah, because then that, like, that, that's already become, I think that was original for about a month, living the dream. Living the dream, am I right? Like, that could have been, that's something that could have been funny for two weeks. And then somebody heard it and it went viral. And now it's the hacking viral. thing to say. It went old viral. It went like people to people, person to person, P to P. That's when P you, to P viral. That's when you know something had some staying power is back in the day if it went viral. You, you know, that's a great point because yeah. think about how many things got around because of just word of mouth. Word of mouth was the old internet. <laughs> old fashioned internet was, was kids just so like, like what were things back in the day? Because we also have a new section of the podcast that we have to visit. Maybe we'll just start off with let's, that. Let's go to it. Uh, what, what did you call it again? I call it the generation separation. Generation separation. As, as those of you who don't know who can't, you know, uh, and I, we, I don't know if you could tell, but uh, Ray is not a high school student like he has said in the past. He's actually thirty-two year old man, and I we are separated by the more than a decade. And I think I'm young at heart. That's what I think. I think I'm. I think I'm a little older at heart. I think you're uh, you an old soul. Would you no, say? No, no. I'm saying like the doctors told me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I have the heart of like a sixty-five year old man. <laughs> it becomes a medical. Yeah, issue. I got a bum ticker. <laughs> Everything I do is literal. I just take everything completely <laughs> literally now. That, that would be funny if like you stop, somebody stopped in their tracks. You're like, I, you know, what, oh, you're like an old soul. Like you're like, no, like everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I got arthritis yeah. in my I, knees. I'm, I, I'm literally, my soul is dying. I'm got, all, I'm in pain all the time. I got spina bifida. <laughs> old soul. Um, but no, you, I, I think you, an interesting thing. Well, you have an older brother, which makes your pop culture references. Closer to mine, but you made a very specific uh, distinction about our perception of things from back in the day or things from the 90s well, and yeah, the 80s. I, th- I think there is because when I think, especially when something came out when we were both like aware of pop culture in the world, we had completely different perspectives of it, obviously. Yeah. You know, not just based off of like where we lived and who we are, but just like how an. The, 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 what got me thinking about it is uh, we put it as a poll. Uh, you sent me a picture of Chuck Zito, and I had no idea who that was. So that's what got me thinking, like, we have different views of things. And the one that I wanted to talk about first is I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary. And was that a bug? I don't know. I think that was just a fuzz from I the mean, microphone. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's like when seaweed <laughs> drags across your leg when you're in the ocean. <laughs> You're like, ah, let's be a shark. And it's like, no, instead, I'm a, I'm a pussy. Uh, but those types of bands, I remember I watched this Woodstock 99 doc, and I was like, yo, these dudes weren't as cool as I remember them being. Right. Because Limp Biscuit was awesome when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I went to the beach with my, with my family. I bought a red New York Yankees hat for about $14. And I wore it backwards like Limp Bizkit did. <laughs> I also had bleach blonde hair. Like that was... No, you did not, did you? Yeah, yeah. Was that for Eminem or for Limp That Bizkit? was for Eminem. My brother did it first, and then I did it. 
Um, but he did it like, like my brother dyed his hair because him and a bunch of the other rugby players like got drunk and did it on like a dare. And okay. I saw him do it. I was like, Eminem and my brother did it. It must be cool. So I had my aunt Renee dye my hair. <laughs> Like a hairdresser dyed my hair. I didn't do it any like cool way, like with pouring peroxide in my hair in this thing. I was like, hey, mom, can you make an appointment with Aunt Renee? So here's the thing. Even when Eminem, who I do think, I think to this day Eminem is pretty cool. Uh, And I think he's... He's cool. He's turned into a legendary... You ever watch those videos online where tons of rappers describe him as like the one of the the greatest MCs of all time or whatever it is? Yeah. But uh, Limp Bizkit... I was of also the group of kids. I was a skateboarder in high school. Which would there be was, perfect. No, not be perfect. He wore shell toes and Jinko jeans. That's not what skateboarders did. That's not what, dude. Jankos were like the, like, were like poison to skateboard. Like, that was like what we rallied against. Was it hack? It was super hack. That was like what like rollerbladers were into. Like, like. Rollerbladers would be like Jankos and like, yeah. Rollerblading's gay. Can we just say that? Yeah. Okay. People have said that for years. Okay. So, but the thing about it is, is that, um, yeah, I had a different, perspe- different perspective, but it was because I was, I was also, I, even if I was of the age, that even if it was the age you were, I, and I was skateboarding at the time, I still wouldn't have thought those things were those You things. still would have thought it was lame. Yes. What, what? Wait. What do they call that type of music? Uh, like rap rock. Yeah. Or like rap rock. Yeah. Rap, that, that. There's nothing I hate worse than rap rock. There used to be. A, what about a, Kid Rock? Old Kid Rock. I'm not talking about Donald Trump supporting Kid Rock. I'm talking about when he had the cool CD that I got, where he has like a middle finger on the CD case. It's pretty sweet. We might have to end the end the po- we have to end the podcast. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. It was cool you, back then. You, I was. Did, did you, were, you, were you just a Kid Rock hipster? You go, I like old Kid Rock, well, not like the, new Kid Rock. Yeah, I like the uh, stuff. Not he when did everybody with... started getting into him, and he was like Donald Trump's boy, like I, like old, like 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 badass punk rock Kid Rock. Well, I remember my my mom. She had uh, she had heard the Cheryl Crow song with Kid Rock. You know that I put your picture away, <laughs> and it was on the radio, and she loved it. Right. And she was like, this is a good song. So she bought the tape and realized, like, that's the only song like that. And everything else, it was like, uh, you know, ball with the ball, (laughs) bang, bang, Was that the same album? I think it was. Or or that might have been the one with, like, American Badass or, like, either way. Dude, he's like, okay, so Kid Rock is like the... The hot topic of rock star, like 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 hot topic. The store is like Kid Rock as a rock star. Like it's like that kind of thing where it's like, even the hot topic can be kind of gothic as well. But like that level of like he's a mall store in the history of rock and roll. I'm having a serious like a epi- what's an epiphany called when it's bad? A nightmare. A nightmare. I'm having oh, or, a nightmare. or a or a anxiety ridden epiphany. <laughs> well, I'm having an anxiety ridden epiphany. Of just how white trash I might have been, because I'm. Th- I, I wanted to counter your argument against Kid Rock, like yeah, dude, but like that was the times I was into Kid Rock. He used to show up at WWF all the time, and like he'd play there. And then that's even just me doubling down on the white trash. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, he did the Undertaker's theme music, Sean, when the Undertaker came out on a Harley. Yeah. How's that Just lame? Taking yourself a bigger hole. <laughs> yeah, Kid Rock to us growing up was like the worst. But here's the thing. That's the age different, dif- different, different, differentiation, differentiation, Dif- different, differentiation, different, differentiation. We'll differentiation. Cut that in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. Is that I was when you were you were how old when you were into that? Eleven, twelve, like ninety nine. So, so we'll just use Woodstock ninety nine as an example. I was ten years old. Okay, I was nineteen years old. So I had already even gone through all the adolescent stuff, and I was like. I, mean, I respected Eminem. I liked Eminem, but like Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, my my most hated band ever in the history of music is Three Eleven. Three Eleven. Oh, we've talked about this. Yes. I think they. I never like. I never yeah. got into them. So I think of them as the same as Limp Bizkit and like like Fred Durst. Yeah, they had they had gimmicks, and it was like it was like pop. Like also, but part of it was on me because me and my friends were like, we don't listen to what's on the fucking radio oh so you were like, that dude back then yeah yeah see i and was then we were like into wu-tang and we were like white kids from the suburbs that thought we were like well speaking more of badass than we were method man did a song with limp biscuit that kind of holds up dude <sighs> which one is it again um damn i forget the name of it but it's it's uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing it because I only know the Limp Biscuit part, and I already feel fucking really judged. Um, I can assure you, you are. But man. it's you know, he's like, who could be the boss? Look up to the cross, stranded in the land of the lost. If I had to say what that was, paycheck situation from for my friend Method Man for Meth for uh, Russell, whatever his name is. What's his real name again? Why do rappers always have like those names? <laughs> like old white guy like names? old white guy <laughs> lame dude names. It's like Curtis Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> What's Snoop Dogg's real name? What is it? Cur- uh, Calvin. Calvin, yeah. yeah. Calvin something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what was yeah. Tupac's? Calvin Brodus. Tupac's real name was like Rutherford. Was it? No, it probably was. They just have dead presidents' names. Rutherford Calvin Pockison <laughs> was Tupac's real name. Yeah, you're right. They do have like these really buttoned up uh, um, 18th century <laughs> uh, politician names. Well, no wonder. That's why the only reason they go by rap names because they just have butt ass names. Like, they don't. Well, that's like uh, yeah. It's, I would go by a different name as well. But Jay Z is Sean. There's a lot of Sean Shawns. Carter. Sean Combs, but he but he also goes by it more. Like yeah, his name was more well known. People find out the other names because they get famous enough. But uh, or like, if you look at Eminem, he like he think of he thinks of Eminem as like he almost goes ah I'm not Mar- that's Marshall Mathers I'm Eminem like it's almost like a like a, like a new persona a separation a separation like a yeah. superhero and alter yeah, ego guess, yeah exactly so so but you're right but I think a lot of them are getting away from it because they're like. Hanging out with their friends, they have nicknames, or they give themselves. Like, I wonder how many of them give themselves names. Like, did LL, didn't LL Cool J give himself his name? Oh no, Ice Cube did. I saw an interview with Ice Cube, where Ice, what's Ice Cube's real name? Oh, I forget, oh. Like, I forget. I forget his real name. But he said that isn't like O'Shea or something. Yes, yes, it is O'Shea. Yes, it is. But apparently, his bro- he ran with his brother's friends, and then something about like he's like, oh, you're cold, you look Ice Cube, whatever. And he's like, that's who I am. I'm Ice Cube from now on. Like, he just, he told them I'm Ice Cube. Like, he just picked, that's pretty, it's kind of badass the more I'm talking about it. Yeah. If you're picking your own, that should never work in the history of nicknames. If you pick your own nickname and then people actually call you it, like, 
That should never work. That shows that you're probably pretty badass if you pick your own nickname and people and everybody else goes along. Talking with about it. like a T-bone situation. <laughs> <laughs> I w- yo, if any of my friends ever and, and I can't remember this ever happening came in and tried starting their own nickname, we would do everything in our power to destroy that nickname. There'd be some kind of variation of the nickname that would make it less desirable. We so would give them a new nickname that was horrendous. Horrendous, right? Exactly. That's what it should be. Do you have a nickname? No, I never. No, I always get called my last name, Donnelly. Donnelly. Yeah, people call me Donnelly all the time. And then, uh, oh, Sean John, but like that was always in passing, and because it was a thing. And Shawnee, I get called Shawnee a lot. Uh, but nothing, st- nothing like straight up nickname. Yeah, I, I never, I never you? had. I never well, had raise anything. a nickname technically. Well, they called me. Um, my my friends ever like because this uh, it like lasted like a very short time. They called me Moose. Like that's moose. fitting. That's yeah. a cool nickname. That I is thought. a cool nickname. But it was. I knew a moose that was like in college. That was like a little guy. Like he was a short guy. There was there was this really uh, cool black dude we were hanging out with at the bar, like an older dude. And he just started giving me and my two buddies like nicknames. Yeah. He like like he's going around. He's like uh, he's like I'm gonna call you Top Dollar. And my boy Mitch was like, Why do you keep calling me that? He's like, Because you won't shut the fuck up about money. <laughs> and, then, and then the other dude, he called my one friend Boswell because he said he looked like the kicker from the Steelers at the time. <laughs> By the way, looks absolutely nothing like Chris Boswell. And then last is that was, Brian Boswell's brother? No, no. All right, all right. Brian Boswell, the blonde-haired guy. Yeah, yeah. That's like too. That's too much time in between that. But he, uh, and then they were like, "All right, well, what, what's his name? What's his name?" Pointing to me, and he's like, "That, that's the moose." <laughs> and I was and like, you were praying it would have stuck. Yeah. Well, I was praying it would have stuck, but I also had that moment where, like, man, he is about to fucking roast me with a nickname, and that was actually a cool one. That's that is a good yeah. one. It's it's a it's a big guy nickname, but it's a cool nickname. It's a cool big guy nickname. Our friend Kevin Ryan. He's known as Kippy, and I know he's known as Kippy because Keith Robinson, an older black gentleman, very funny comedian, yeah. they went on a road show together, and, and then he got introduced to him. and or he, or he didn't even get introduced. He just looked at him. He goes, you look like a Kippy. And he's, I'll just call you Kippy. And then that was it. And then all his friends were in the back, like Tom Cass, all these guys. And they're like, you're just Kippy. So they'll call him Kippy. Like, I think it's a cool nickname. He's though. Kippy in my phone. Like, he just says oh, Kippy. Really? I always forget. I'm like, I have to call Kevin. Oh, it's Kippy. I put Kippy in my phone. Yeah, I think that's a cool nickname, though. I don't. I think it's really? A, oh, I, but I think it's funny that he's called Kippy. I it's have. not cool, but I love... I, it's fun to say. But it sounds like a cool nickname in a grouping of people coming over. It's like, hey, who's all who's all Ki- coming over? Yeah, hey, yeah. it's uh, Roger, it's Kippy, it's McNulty. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole cast of the wire. Big Steve. <laughs> yeah. Omar. Idris Elba. Oh, oh you're saying actor's name? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I always kinda, I do always kind of wish I had a nickname. I do too. But my name is too short to have it. You do technically. You ever meet those psychopaths that the nickname is their name? Meaning, like... You'll meet a guy named Steve, and you're like, oh, so it's Steve. And they're like, no, it's Steve. I was yeah. named on my birth certificate S-T-E-V-E. I've met that. I've met oh. people like that before. Or people named Chris, and their name is just Chris. It's not Christopher or Christian. Well, I, I had this. We were uh, we used to play we used to play like pickup football all the time when we were in like middle school and high school up at this field. And it's like all kids pretty much around my age at the time. And then some old dude. Uh, and I call him an old dude. He was probably like 
25 at the time. Yeah. But it's that, like, that's another thing that happens. It's when like you're that younger. perception. That perception. Thing, and he yeah. comes and he's like, hey, can I play? And we never care. Really, like, yeah, come play, right? So he comes out, and he's wearing checking. Dudes. He's wearing jeans, a uh, like beater, and you gotta watch out for those guys, and dude. Fucking Timberland boots, and we're like, okay, hey, man, what's your name? And he was like, Dirty T. <laughs> and we're like, okay, cool, Dirty T. So he played. This dude was like dominating us, right? So one day, my brother of comes and plays, and my brother was like. Probably like two years younger than him, this guy, but he's an athlete. My brother's also like an adult at the time. My brother's five years older than me. Yeah. And uh, the funniest thing is, is they they meet and my brother's like, hey, what's up, man? What's your name? And he's like, uh, no, my brother's like, Mike, nice to meet you. And he goes, hey, Dirty T. My brother's like, nah, man, what's your name? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling you Dirty T. And then the myth was ruined because I think we just started calling him Tom. <laughs> Yeah, my brother's face was the best. He was like, he was like, hey, yeah, dirty tea. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna call you dirty. You're an adult. Your brother destroyed a nickname. That's great. There used to be a kid in comedy, open mic comedy, and I, I don't even know what I forget what his real name was. He called himself it was a white kid named Skim Milk. And I don't like what's he a fucking and one basketball player? <laughs> <laughs> He's the professor. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was named. His, uh, he probably is still named Skim Milk. I don't know. But he. I remember. I'm. T- I'm two years into comedy. This guy couldn't have been that much longer than that. At open mics, he had his own merch. He had a hat on hmm. that said Skim Milk on the hat, which is usually where you sell merch at open mics. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great place. So, and then people just would giggle. Of, Adam behind his back, they'd laugh at him behind his back, call himself Skim Milk. Of course. Yeah. Skim Milk. He was a skinny white kid. My favorite comedian that went by like a state, clearly a stage name, uh, was in Pittsburgh and it was this guy named Uncle Hustle. <laughs> and <laughs> Uncle Hustle sounds. Like it's like a, like a like a rib joint or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Uncle Hustle's. <laughs> Come get some ribs down, Uncle Hustles. <laughs> but he, so he came to this open mic. My first interaction with him, it was like the the improv comedy club in Pittsburgh's open mic, which was like the big one where actual real human beings came to see it, right? And he's sitting there, and it's like summertime. And he's wearing this big black trench coat, and he's sweating his ass off. And everybody keeps going, hey, Hustle, man, you want to take off your coat, man? It's hot as hell. He's like, no, 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 I'm not taking off my coat. No, no. And I'm like wondering, I'm like, Dude, this guy's going to die. In this coat. So he goes up on stage under the lights, and you realize the coat was his whole act. Because he just opens <laughs> it up, and he's got, like, pills and, like, all kinds of things hanging. Like, he's one of those guys on the street. Yeah. He's like, hey, you need Viagra? You need Viagra? What you need? What kind of pills you need? You need some mushrooms? You need some You need some weed? Hey, who needs some Coke? I got a right here for you. Oh, who needs condoms? And, like, a thing of condoms comes out, and he does this spiel, you know, real fast and goes through it. And then, completely out of breath, silent, goes... Damn, how much time I got left? And the guy in the back was like, four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right. Damn, like that was all I had prepared. Did I did I mention the condoms? Everybody's just like, yeah, man. Oh, you did. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, did he just walk off? Did he walk off? No, no, he hung out. He just hung- meandered for. I kind of respect that. Yeah, I did. That's what you get from Uncle Hustle. You I, get I, Hustle. That's Hustle. Well, the, the whole no audience more got material. hustled. They thought they came to see comedy. <laughs> they got hustled. That must have been 
That's a guy. Like, that, that's something the kind of guy that would corner you, and you have to get out of a conversation with, like at the open mic where he's going to tell you oh, his yeah. whole plan. Like you know, I can't. Like you were saying before. Like, do you I, have an exit? Do you have an exit strategy in those situations? Because I don't. I the the only good thing about comedy shows, the only good exit plan is that either you you're getting a ride back, or or, or if it's after your set, or if you have to go up. That's the only saver is if it's like if it's before you went up and it's a con or it's somebody and they're cornering you. I had one recently. I can't get into details. And I'd already gone up and the person knew I went up already. So I was stuck in like a longer conversation. I, dude, I'm, I know I'm getting older because I have less patience for it than I used to. I used to just kind of like put up with it and deal with it and have a conversation. But having a conversation with crazy people that I can't get out of. It was. It must have been. It didn't matter because they're not going to notice this. It was all over my face. I was like literally making like the like, like the exhausted face the whole time. Aren't you able to tell though when you're on the other end? Like when somebody like doesn't want to talk to you. Like even when I'm yes. drunk, I can feel it. I'm like, oh, this, I'm fucking boring. This person. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. And the, I get I get stuck every time, dude. I get I get stuck. Well, you get cornered a lot. You said right. I do. I got I get this face where people just want to tell me about the wildest shit in their lives, and like I <laughs> I, I had this. That um, reminds me. I have a story about that. But go ahead. I, I had I was working at a temp job here, and I was at this same place for like a full week. So like you get to know the people throughout the week, and there was one girl like I would keep walking past, but I never talked to her. Right. So we're in the break room, and I was actually working in the break room, like organizing K-cups or something really important. And she comes up to me and she's like, hey, I've been seeing you all week. Um, what's your name? You know, we didn't meet. And I was like, oh, I was like, my name's Ray. She's like, oh, I have a cousin named Ray. And, uh, yep, he has a twin brother, actually, named Ronald. Ugh, yeah, Ronald's kind of the black sheep of the family. He had a pretty bad drug addiction. <laughs> we did do an intervention with you Ronald. You met her 10 seconds prior. She's like, we had an intervention with Ronald. We had to, you know, really worry about him stealing from the family anytime he would come to By a party. By the end of the conversation, she's like, terrible. do you think you could talk to him for us? Well, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Hey, what's your name? You didn't even give me your name. You're telling me about Ronald and his drug addiction and how it's bothering, like, you know, how you know it's what that is? the family. The people like that, what that is, it doesn't matter what your name is, Ray, or anything, or... They and the fact that they're not they all they wanted to do is like this is what I'm going to tell you it's going to be about me, it's only about me yeah and that's my end oh yeah my cousin Ray oh here's a really long thing I can tell you and bore the <laughs> shit out of you that's so there funny. we go here's a, here's a uh, six degrees of Kevin uh, Bacon here's a <laughs> I love that idea what's your name Ray oh that reminds me of something you don't care about that yeah. I need to get off my chest today dude I was at a show this past weekend. And it was the weirdest thing. This couple comes in, and I'm like, uh, it was that bar etiquette thing, which is actually a good thing to talk about. Are you a slider over in the bar? It's actually a great thing to talk about. For a crew? For a couple. You're, there's two chairs. There's two chairs at the bar right next to each other, right main part of the bar. All you got to do is slide over one so that the couple can sit next to each other. You know me, but I'm you a people pleaser. Same here. Yeah. Right away, slider over. No, no, let me slide over. And also, it was a moment where they come in. Believe me, this gets better. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're looking like uh, you talking to the lady. <laughs> um, uh, what you call it? They come in. They, I see them look at me in the middle of the two chairs. 
and they start to walk away. And I go, oh, excuse me, miss. I'm like, I'll slide over. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I like that's the people pleaser move. Yeah. I chased them down to go, oh no, 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 come on back. Sit there. I, I'll move over. And she was like, thank you. That's very good bar etiquette. And I think they might have been a little bit toasty already. She's like, oh, very good bar etiquette. I'm like, it's just being my people pleaser self. Anyway. So the, the game's on. It's the other night. It's one of the, you know, the final four, whatever. The UNC Duke game, whatever it is, right? Yeah. I'm there. And then um, the one guy on the one side, I'm talking to the one guy a little bit before I go up. Because it's a bar show. So the bar room's in the back. The, the comedy room's separate. So I'm at the bar waiting to go up. I'm talking to the guy to the right of me a little bit. And then I see the couple kind of looking over. So I involve them in the conversation. And I go, oh, I go, you guys... You guys are together? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, how'd you guys meet? Like an app or something? And they're like, no, you don't want to know that story. And I was like, well, now I do. Yeah, 100% I want to know everything. So they reconnected after like 20. The guy, This guy, he tells me the story with the face and the, the energy of somebody who was describing his favorite type of ice cream. Like he was like, he was like, okay. So here it is. What the story was, they reconnected after like 20 years or 15, 17 years, the last time they saw each other, it was the dude, his girlfriend at the time, and this woman that was sitting next to me. On the, they were all three of them were on a road trip together. And they the road trip was too long, so they pulled over to go to a hotel. And basically what ended up happening was the guy, he goes, this is why it was so awkward. The guy goes, he goes, you know, I, we get there. I, it's a long trip. I got to get my rocks off. The guy says it to me. And I went, <laughs> are we bringing that back? I guess so. And I go, I really, I legitimately went, I'm sorry, what? I go, <laughs> you know how you said that as a joke sometimes? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? I went, I really went, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, I, I, got, I, had, to, I, had, to, I had to bust a knot. I had to get my rocks off. And I went, did you, I, I just gave you the, your chairs and you're telling me this now? Like, I just met you. And I go, and even that was enough to me for to fucking die laughing and walk away. And I go, and I go, oh, okay. And he goes, so me and my girlfriend, we have sex. We, 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 we fuck, whatever, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, um, and then, so I go um, in the bed, and then out of nowhere, basically what ended up happening was, to make the long story short, the other woman that he was with, that he reconnected with, like slides into bed with them, and starts like giving the guy, like jerking the guy off, like, right? And then they're, but they're like laughing while they're there. And I'm like, guys, you shouldn't have told me this story. Like, you, <laughs> I don't know why you brought this up. I'm like, you guys are just a couple of assholes. Cause like I just had sex with his girlfriend and then did this. So the whole thing ended up, I think the girlfriend woke up. She got woke up from all the jostling or something. Yeah. And there was a whole big melee. He, Got out of there, or got his own room, or something, and then never saw that. Never saw either of them again, or something crazy like that. Jesus. And then they reconnected somehow down the road. That was the story. It was kind of a beautiful story. <laughs> but the weirdest part about it was, all I asked was, "How'd you guys meet?" <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and he goes, "Oh well." And then he goes, "Oh well, we, we we hadn't seen each other in like 15 years." I'm like, "Oh, this could be nice." And he goes, "So we had the trip. I had to get my rocks off." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" So. My girl starts sleeping. Next thing I know, she's cranking my rig. <laughs> you know, good girl, right here. <laughs> that's that's a nice story that they could that their kids could tell when somebody asks how their parents met. How did your parents meet? I think the weird. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Crank my dad's hog yeah. with another woman. <laughs> 
I think the weirdest part about it was more how excited he was to tell the story. Like, it wasn't like I didn't have to fight the, the pry this out of the guy at all. Like, he was smiling the entire time he told that story. There was no point where he, there was no normal dude point where he was like, yeah, so then she comes in and then she starts doing her thing and and it's messed up, I know, man. But like I was like I was a college kid. Like there's no qualifiers going of him going. Yeah. We were young, it was crazy, but we're older now, we reconnected, we were tra- you know, we're hanging out, whatever. Like that almost would have been more normal. I don't I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but I do think I I thought that, that was going to go full threesome. No, I, I don't think it no, it didn't. No. I I think I'm too much of a people pleaser for a threesome. I think I would be too worried about everybody having a good time. If there was if there was more than just me and one person to focus on. Yeah. Like like if it if cuz cuz usually I feel like a threesome is you and your girlfriend or boyfriend and then you bring in a third party. It's you, probably most threesomes, wouldn't you say? Or no. I don't know. I, you and your girlfriend or boyfriend and you bring in a third party? Yeah, like like you're trying yes, to spice things up. Yeah, that's normally what happens. So yeah. I would, I've never had one. I would be worried about if it was me and two girls. I'd be worried, like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't want like my girl to think like I'm more into this other girl, and then I don't want this other girl to think I don't want her there. Well, you know, I don't want her to feel comfortable. Dude, I think that is the number one thing that goes wrong with threesomes that happen more than once. I've heard stories in my past of where the dude falls for the girl that they had threesome with. Yeah. And I think that happens more than people want to admit. I think that's why it's so dangerous. I think that, yeah, I think, I think if you have it where it's a one-time deal with a couple and they're into it and they want to do it, like, yeah, go for it. But when, you, when it's a regular thing, I think that's when you get into, like, it gets a little bit choppy. Well, that's what, it, it, it seems cool. On, it's one of those things that seems cool on the surface. I don't know if I'd like it that much. Or as much um, as I think I would. I've also heard that it's not as exciting because for the same reasons where you're like everybody's like you're like I think also would you worry about performance? Would you worry about not being able to like? Now don't get me wrong, like of course not. I would. It's a I different mean, dynamic, and it's also two people that are there that can talk about it together from firsthand experience where they're both like, that was my first threesome. I thought it would have been better. That like, guy was really terrible at it. You know, yeah, they can kind of team up and, against you. Yeah, it's like roast a, you. I'm creating a tag team. It's also funny. It'd be funny if you did it with a, a a girlfriend and then and brought somebody in and then you guys just started bickering about something during it, something real mundane. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't take out the garbage. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, can you let that go for? Well, you're, just, you're just like your mother. <laughs> this is exactly what she would do in a threesome. I I've never there's like I there's weird things where like dudes I've known friends of mine that have like done it where it's a guy and a girl like a, but then but you know what's so funny straight dudes that's not a threesome straight dudes had to call that double teaming oh wow i never thought of that they i never thought of it, it either you had to change it because a threesome would be that you're into the dude as well i guess a threesome's a, gay a threesome's it's, it's, gay. it's a devil's three-way yeah so that's why it's gotta be it's gotta double team there's we gotta ran be, a train on her see for like for straight dudes there's gotta be like the word team in there like it's sports related or ran a train. Ran a train. There's got to be locomotives yeah. involved. There's got to be schedules and, See, and I don't punctuality. Know if, I don't know if... <laughs> <laughs> drills. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean. Yeah, we yeah. got we to gotta fuck this chick tomorrow. We better, yeah. we better start practicing. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm surprised that if a guy has sex with two women in the same day, he doesn't call them two-a-days. 
just to make it just to make it uh, more sports related. I, I, dude, I would even be just worried. Broy dudes. I'd be worried about the dude in a threesome. The other dude, if if I did one of those ones, like having a good time. I think you you would just not like not like not me jacking the, him off. But I'd be like, man, I hope this isn't awkward for him. Like I'm trying to have a good time. Then that's too. why I think a lot of people just don't. It doesn't happen. A lot of people just. I think it's more of like a check the box thing for a lot of people. I think some people think it's like this weird badge of honor when you're younger, but you get to a certain you even your thirties. I think you get to that point. It's like I don't think it's expected as much. I never had one. If I had one now, it, I think that would be too. I really have no. It's never been a desire for me. Like I don't. I don't. Like don't get me wrong. If it happened, I'd be like cool. But yeah. if it didn't, I, mean, I I wasn't the type. I I don't think I'd ever be in a relationship and suggest it. No, I think I'd take some serious balls. Yeah. I think you have to feel out the situation and know the person would want that. Also, how many guys, how many people, how many women, I wonder the the number of women that realize they're bi or they're gay after having a threesome with their their boyfriend. I bet a lot of them. I bet you it happens a lot. Yeah. And, And it also seems like there's a lot of logistical issues with threesomes. That's what I mean. Where everybody is. Yeah, like, there's a, yes, I think so. I think like that's pretty like, like I've had some awkward moments with just me and another person. Like, I, you gotta let me get my knee out of here. Yes, let me, it, it's not working. Right, you're adding a whole other yeah. body parts yeah. list into there. You know, belly too big, penis too short to do it this way. We gotta <laughs> fucking flip around, figure something else out. You need an engineer in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need a structural engineer in that threesome. That was always funny. I, I you're not doing your threesome at MIT. <laughs> 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 I used to always wonder if there was a, uh, a like a logistics guy at an orgy. Where there's so many, <laughs> like somebody like an onset. Yeah. Uh, You're gonna suffocate her, Dave. On a movie set, I think it's called location coordinator. I think, it's, <laughs> I think that's I'd what it is. I'd be good at that. I'd be good at that. Yeah, or even just showing everybody where to go. Like we somebody... need another dick on couch three. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody with the, like the clipboards and the sign, the pen, yeah. the, the colored pens and stuff like that. Yeah, just like chewing gum real fast, but like not interested in the sex. Somebody at all. with a headset. Yeah, he's like dodging <laughs> jizz. He's like, oh, hey, that seemed like it was on purpose. Watch all it, right. Frank. Yeah, he, he's, he 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 has the same respect is like the safety guy that comes to a construction site <laughs> yells at everybody and they're like oh fuck he here just, comes Zawadney again he's just sent by the city he's just <laughs> <laughs> here, here comes Zawadney again to tell me how dangerous it is to stand on the arm of this couch and have sex <laughs> it's never gonna work i think that could be a new you know they say a lot of jobs are disappearing you gotta create new jobs just show up yeah, like, what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing walking around with a clipboard at this orgy? Why does he have a a, a neon vest on? Who the <laughs> fuck is he talking to in that headset? Who? I don't think there's anybody on the other end of that headset. <laughs> I think that could be a very lucrative uh, job. Job. I mean, there's got to be somebody that does that. Mm. No, I think it's. I think it's probably. I had to guess you hear stories about like sex clubs and stuff. So I'm sure you go in, you got to check in. Isn't there a whole like testing regiment yeah, and all that? I'm sure, there's like a pit boss. I think there's like a, I, yeah, there's definitely like a, yeah, there's definitely like some Italian in a suit in the middle, like in the, at the door before you get in there. But I think once you get in there, it's like, like even when there was a story about a club, I think it was like right as COVID happened, oh, where some actor was like, kind of canceled or whatever happened to him where he was like questioned for being rough at the sex club that he was the guy who was like oh who was that i forget it's somebody 
that you wouldn't expect. It's some like mouseish. Was it James Franco? No, no, not James Franco. It was somebody else. Well, let's make up a rumor, but it was Justin Bieber. Oh God! Was well, it Bieber. Well, th- well, that gives that brings us right into our jerk of the week. We're running around in that big suit, <laughs> being rough with everybody at the. I think there's probably a lot of things over time that Justin Bieber, and I think he's been trying to stay off the radar. Like, didn't he find God and stuff? He and I both did, yeah. (laughs) He and I both did. He found, hey, I found extra room at the Knicks game. He found extra room in a fucking Armani suit. (laughs) Um, Jerk of the week this week. Uh, We did generation separation. Yeah. Uh, I think what we have to realize going forward with that, where I'm coming from, you have to realize what, what what youth group I was in? We thought we were too cool for all that on the radio stuff. For Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit, and all that stuff. Me, I thought it was awesome because they were. You know what's weird is you were rebelling against dudes that were mainstream rebelling. Does that make sense? Yes, hundred percent. The guys who thought they were rebelling. you were too cool for the guys that thought that they were too cool. Yeah, and then we also thought we were, we were into hip hop like we were actually at any. Don't get me wrong. Anybody can be into hip hop. It's yeah. you know, it's the people's music. I say that, but I also think that uh, we thought we were way cooler than we were coming and taking the Long Island Railroad into the city to go skateboarding at the Brooklyn Banks, and we we're like, yeah. We're I don't like, know what any of that means. <laughs> the Long Island Railroad into the Brooklyn into New York City into Manhattan bank. to go to the Brooklyn Banks. You, know, I was cool. I was very cool. It very, seems very like cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> You know who is cool, though? Our jerk of the week. I actually do like Bieber. I think he looks like an asshole in that suit. There's another generation separation. He's not... I think... You know who I like? Justin Timberlake. I love Justin Timberlake. I think he's a more legit Justin Bieber. Yeah, I just like Justin Bieber. I I think he's a jackass, everything that he does, but I like his music. I don't. I like Justin Timberlake's music, and I think he's funny as hell. Justin Bieber, I think because he got on the scene and a little, as a little brat, and he had that whole thing with his parents where his dad was a schmuck who kind of dressed like he was in Limp Biscuit. Didn't his dad have like a backwards hat I all the time? saw his dad. His dad's a jackass. And the kid had no proper upbringing. Not to sound like an old man, but it's true. And then I think he, in his older age, I think he's trying to like was trying to like rejuvenate or you know repair his uh, reputation. You know he got married. Bieber's married. He's married, and but he got very religious apparently. Mm. Yeah, very religious. And then on top of that, which is fine, I, th- I think it was. I think he also probably who, who knows what you know, he's very Hollywood. That, you know, it's like that Jada Pinkett Smith thing where you, if you met them, you it would be like talking to a cult member probably. Like there would be nothing behind the eyes because they're all just worried about. Every they're almost, it's almost like those people like learn PR language and just speak that way for the rest of their life. And they've yeah. also been turned into just machines that make other people money. It's exactly right. They're a product more than they're yeah. a person. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They still have their own lives and personal lives or whatever it is. But in public, they're never gonna. They're not letting any. They're not talking like regular people ever again in their life. And I think he's kind of kind of like that. I don't think. I think he's a guy who who's had a weird pers- a weird perspective for years and years. So I kind of get why it's like that. But the reason you're, he's jerk of the week this week is the Grammys were on Sunday, and he wore it was like a a, a David Byrne suit from the '80s <laughs> with a hundred percent less talent. Like, like that's that's what it was. It was like David Byrne, if uh, the 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 shittier version. It felt like he was sitting on the top of another smaller guy's shoulder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it looked like they were trying to sneak out of their house yeah. for a sleepover, like, like two th- little kids trying to get a bank loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. These little rascals going in yeah, there. I don't know 
know what he thought. <laughs> was, was, are you sitting on Spanky's shoulders, dude? Was that? Is that? Is no? What do you think happens? You think that what happens is like at that point you're like, oh, I gotta. It's almost like a thing from like the game, like the peacocking thing from the what, what's that called? The game with that guy Mystery or Mysterious or something. That that old book from 15 years ago is that it, was is this teaching the Michael guys. Douglas movie, the game. No, the, that's a great movie. Good but, flick. Uh, not David Fincher. Yeah, it's an early Fincher. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the book. Isn't it called the game? Where it teaches guys how to pick up women. Oh, like with the it's nagging. like all these like like shitty psychological yeah. tricks. The nagging, the peacocking. So I think if you're Justin Bieber and you're like, I think there's probably somebody it's on your payroll that goes, hey, uh, your mentions online are going like way down. Yeah. So we need the people to start talking about you again. We're gonna put you in this fucking goofy suit that you make you yeah. look like a make you look like a a a, a, a character from well, the Muppets. A... <laughs> he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> he looks like a character from the Muppets. He does. He looked like <laughs> it. It was probably just like a regular sized dude's suit. <laughs> He's just such like a little wimp, such a wimpy dude. He look. I'd rather wear Lady Gaga's meat suit than wear that. Remember that meat suit she wore to an award no. show? Was it real meat? It's real meat. It was made of real meat. I'd love to wear a meat suit. Dude, <laughs> you kidding me? It'd be amazing. Was it cooked? No. Or was it, or was it like it was sausage? raw meat? Oh. And I don't know if it was just part of the outfit or the whole thing, but I forget. But I would was, do like smoked sausages or something, like something already cooked. Yeah. I could just snack on or like Slim Jims. A suit of Slim Jims, dude. You're thinking of, as far as like a like a you getting a little a little hangry during the the the, uh, the performance. I'm just thinking of snacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's our jerk of the week, uh, Justin Bieber. I have a uh, let's let's just uh, we, we have two more segments to to get to today. Uh, jerk store, which has been around since the beginning. Jerk store is one of the OG segments. All the way back, we're in episode eight. This is episode eight. And we're all the way back to episode one. We had jerk store, I believe. Do you have a jerk store? I don't have a jerk store, but you have one. I know that. I do. This happened to me, and I don't know if there's a lot of humor in it because I was pretty frustrated. But a big thing that we deal with in comedy is kind of having to stick up for ourselves when it comes to money, when it comes to to payment at the end of the night. Um, Me and our buddy Colin did a show in Pittsburgh at a place that I've done a ton. Like I really like this venue. And I just don't know if the new management there did this on purpose or not on purpose. I would hope that they didn't do it on purpose. So that's what I'm going to go with. But uh, beginning of the night, they're asking who's going to deal with the W9 type stuff. You know, the the money, who's going to be the money man between Colin and I. And Colin is god awful at math. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. Right. So there's not that much math involved. It's just like, is this the correct amount of money? Well, there needed to be a little bit. On this situation, yeah. but normally it wouldn't be. Um, so we get up. Colin's like, I can't count. No. <laughs> I don't know how to count. Oh, me and Colin have been doing shows together for years. I could have swindled him out of thousands. <laughs> but I didn't. I'm such a, I'm such a good fucking guy. Uh, but we get up into the office. It's the end of the show. I'm half in the bag. I'm drunk. You know, I, I got drunk during the show. Like I started drinking before the show even started. Um, and I still found this where he. There was like a fee for the room that they take off and taxes, and then we got the door. Okay, so that's how the payment worked, and uh, which is pretty standard. Pretty standard. the The fee I didn't love, but either way, he um he says, uh, "Okay, this is how many tickets you sold. This is our fee, and this is what it was." And 
it was like $200 less than what like I calculated in my head. And I just had that like thing where I had to say something. I think in the past I might not have said something or might not have noticed or might have just took the person's word for it. But one, I've been doing it long enough yeah. you know, to, to have that confidence to say something. And also I'm fucking broke. So it's like yeah. a matter of necessity. I was like, yeah, man, that's not right. And he was like, what? And I was like, I mean, unless you took out $200 for taxes and fees, that's not right. He's like, well, if you look at the spreadsheet, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so did you sell any tickets for less than the price? Um, and he goes, no. I said, okay, so that times that doesn't equal that. I was like, there's something wrong with your spreadsheet then. He's like, ah, oh, you know what? You're right. Let me cut you another check. And he cuts me another check. And I'm sitting there kind of like pissed off because I'm thinking, one, if I didn't see that, and even if they found it in their accounting later, they were never going to tell me. No. Two, who else got fucked by that quote unquote Excel adding issue? And then I talked to a friend after and they had the thing where they go, oh, um, I, I said, hey, were people buying a lot of drinks? And they were like, no, it seemed like everybody was really like sitting down and just enjoying the show and watching it. I mean, people were drinking before, but not as much during the show. I think that there is a possible scenario where they didn't make their night on drinks and we're like, ah, we're going to. I. I think it depends on the place. I think that if they're brand, if they're people you don't know at all, the safe assumption is they did it on purpose. Yeah, I honestly believe that, and I think that also as long as you like, it seems like you kept things professional. As long as you're, that's the thing I think that comics and so much myself have to get used to the idea of is knowing our worth and like, and like because I've had moments. I have a moment that just came in during during the podcast where it's like if you ask for a certain amount and it's agreed upon and you don't get it there's nothing wrong with turning around and going no 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 this is wrong that's wrong and, and like all due respect uh but this is give me the money that we agreed upon like, and then I, yeah i think that you anybody who turns around and has an issue with that means that it was on purpose because then that means they were trying to fuck you well it wasn't an like it wasn't as much as they had an issue it was just weird because if it were me on the other end, like if if I paid you based off of a show and then you were like, yo, Ray, it, it's this, it should be this. I would be like, fuck, dude, I'm sorry, man. Whatever I, you know, yes. I would mention it. Like, again, I'd be like, hey. But you would also, if it was, but that's the, also the, the advantage of knowing somebody. Like, you would know that. Or even a comic, like yeah. But but I would think that if it was a complete accident or an or an error, that they would have still been more apologetic. Like, there was barely an apology. What they what did he say? Or had they say it? What was the vibe? It was just very like, oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut you another check. Yep, they did it on and purpose. And then I was drunk enough where I was talking about it loudly all throughout the venue <laughs> to where I'm sure they heard me. So if it was me in those shoes of the person that. You, almost shorted me I would go right up to Some like me And be like Hey man I really It was really nothing personal You know We had a great night tonight Like we'd, we'd love to have you back But I mean There's a good chance I'll never do a show there again Um Yeah And you shouldn't And I From what it seems like I agree with you And I think most people Would have been like Really sorry about that Because I You know What I would be worried about Is My reputation being I short the comics Yeah Because a lot of places do it People try to get away with shit all the fucking time. You can't trust 
people to go, well, we're going to take out this because uh, we didn't make enough on drinks. Or uh, To be honest, I'm surprised they didn't turn around and go, because that did happen another time to somebody we know, where they said, hey, we didn't make, uh, here's the drink charge that oh, wasn't yeah. discussed. So It's such bullshit. People try to, that's why I'm at the point where going forward, I'm going to go, this is how much it is for certain gigs. This is how much it is. And if you, you're not into it, you're not into it. I just had a message while we were recording right now that I looked at really quickly where somebody's supposed to get me dates. I'm going to say, this is X amount per show. There is no possible way this person is going to agree to this. But I'd rather not do it than have... Than sell yourself short. Than sell myself short. Because you'd be thinking about it the whole time. You'd be thinking about it the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's almost like that gambler's logic, like in The Sopranos he does it, where he's like... He wants to put like five, take five grand out of uh, Carmela's money and put it on the jets or whatever it was, and then oh no, he wants to take like fifty grand, and she she only gives him like ten or something to put on there, or she only puts a certain amount on yeah. there, and he goes, we could have had, we could we could have doubled our money with your with your bullshit, and he goes, she goes, you won, he goes, we lost a hundred grand, like it's like that gambler's logic. I, I have that right now, literally right now. Yeah. I did that. Uh, I won money on that March Madness poll that I told you about. And you still have it. I won. Th- I won three grand. But what I did was, is when I got to the finals, I hedged my bet. So I bet a little bit on UNC so that I wouldn't come away with nothing. Yeah. But I bet UNC on the money line. So it was like just UNC to win. It was like plus, you know, I, I bet like two hundred fifty to win four hundred. However, if I would have bet on them with the points. I would have hit everything because UNC covered the spread even though they lost. Oh, yeah. So I missed out on like an extra like $500. Yeah. And you're making- and I was pissed about it. <laughs> and I didn't realize it. And the type of gamblers and the way my family is, like my brother and my dad, they're both like probably have gambling problems <laughs> to where my brother. You have. I think you might have like a low key gambling. Oh, I do for yeah. sure. But my brother texts me. He goes, congrats, bro. Also, you would have hit that in the middle if you would have bet it the other way. I was like, I know. I know that. <sighs> yeah, but absolutely, I think, uh, yeah, that's a good jerk star moment. I think it was. Because it also, because it involves money and also these venues, depending on who it is, especially with comedy clubs. And that wasn't a club. That was like a venue venue, right? Yeah, it's like a music venue. Yeah. The clubs, a lot. also, you got to watch out for music venues because a lot of... A lot of those places have shady characters running them. And that's the thing that sucks. It's a great venue. And, like, I had really good relationships with the previous management. And this, I didn't know anybody. So, again, in fairness, I could be completely wrong. I could just be being a fucking baby. But knowing how this business works, it's more commonly the other thing. It also really feeds into the people pleaser thing because our first go-to is to go, dude, I would have been way more apologetic at that point. And this guy wasn't. But in actuality, what could have been happening was like he's just securing the fact that, yeah, sorry, I made a mistake. Hold on one second. And then some people just like that. Like he's not the over-apologizer. Like, True. like It's like, oh, I screwed up. You caught it. Crisis averted. Not a big deal. Could be that. I don't think it is. I think they were trying to take the extra 200. I do too. I do believe that because it's a venue, and I, I would believe that more than – if it was a friend, of course – the friend screwed up. And you might have a friend that's like, oh, sorry, dude. Let me give the rest of the money. And you're like, why don't you apologize more if yeah. it's a friend? Say but sorry. S- but some people are just like that where they don't have, they don't 
go overboard with the with or what they would consider overboard with the with the apologies and the and the um and the uh and the you know the penance or whatever you know uh, yeah i i hope see i have that thing i still have a little bit of hope in life i have that thing where i um i hope that it was just me being like sensitive to it maybe being drunk that type of thing, but uh, I think you being drunk definitely added to it. But sure. You, but you, but I think you probably had a pretty good take on how they did react. Well, and, there might and be a chance that they were. In fairness, I said to um, Colin when we were having drinks at the place right before we even went over to the venue, I was like, "Hey, man, these emails that we've like the like the email correspondence between us and some of these people, I feel like there's gonna it's gonna be not." the same relationship we used to have. I feel like it's going to be a little weird. I like, kind of called it. So whether that was a self-fulfilling prophecy or like... Or you... No, maybe you just nailed it. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you're going to have to tell different vibe. Like, like people have different vibes and maybe they are a little bit shadier or maybe because they don't know you yet and that's why it's a little bit weird. You never know, but at least you did the jerk store moment and you did what you're yeah. supposed to do. I, and the, the last new segment, so this is the first episode we did our... Uh, generation separation, and the other one I I have this this falls more in line with what the podcast is is I think I think we talk a lot about oh we have one more on top of that we didn't do jerk dash off oh no we didn't so we well, we got we got so much show for you still. <laughs> so don't you know don't get out of that car just yet go into work fifteen <laughs> minutes late I used to do it all the time or stay on that treadmill chubs you you, you still got a little more tequila to sweat out from the weekend. Uh, this pack comes out on Thursdays. It doesn't matter. I don't know what day it is ever. Um, but it is our origin story. I, I, th- I think we talk a lot about the past, and I think that I don't think you're just born a fucking people pleaser. Or I don't think you're just born wanting people to like you all the time. Yeah. So I think I, I said on the podcast before, I don't think my mom was a people pleaser, and maybe that's true, but she does hate confrontation probably more or as much as I do. And I don't know if I told you this story, but I remember when I was in the 10th grade, I had uh, I had some weed. I wasn't even ever really a weed smoker. I was actually holding it for a friend. But um, I don't had... Don't worry, I'm not the cops. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like to get a little bit high sometimes to take the edge off. No, but I, I had weed in my dresser drawer, and my mom used to clean my room, but she wasn't like a clean to snoop, clearly, when you hear this story. Um, and I remember coming home and noticing like the house smelled really good and I was like oh she did all of her cleaning she cleaned my room she found that weed I had it in a pretty easy place I look in the drawer everything is just organized <sighs> neatly including the little like nug of weed like sitting on top of was it a loose, notebook a loose nug of weed yeah it was like it smelled like weed yeah it was 100% weed <laughs> my mom smoked weed before you know what I mean yeah she claims the last time was at a Kansas concert in 79 <laughs> and um which is probably true. And she just said it there nicely. And I was like, fuck. You know, because now here's how I was by then a people pleaser. Because I felt bad. I was like, man, my mom probably feels like pressure to have to talk to me about something she doesn't want to talk to me about. And she never did. Never mentioned it. Never mentioned it. If she listens to this podcast, it'll be the first time that it's ever been acknowledged. But it's also that she, pro- she might have thought of it as not as a that big of a deal because she smoked weed before. My mom was a very big goody-goody. 
did not even know the smell of weed. Like, I think I came back into the house. I didn't smoke weed in high school or anything, but I came, I came back from hanging out, and I smelled like weed. People were smoking. I really wasn't. And I got back, and she was like, what's that smell? What's that smell? <laughs> she like, no idea about weed. So maybe your mom was just like, it's a little bit of weed. Not a big deal. Yeah. You should ask her about it. Could Ooh, be worse. Can you ask her about it and then, and then report back next week I to will. the podcast? Yeah. Perfect. That's great. There, there's there's another one that I don't think I will report back, but it is a similar situation. Where I think she caught me fooling around with my high school girlfriend. She walked in like the upstairs door, which like she never did, but for some reason did. I heard it like open and turn around, and then I heard her going downstairs. So after when I'm getting ready to leave with my girlfriend, my mom was like, "Oh hey, I didn't even know you guys were here." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" I was like. One, you're like cool as hell. My mom's cool as hell for that. Like yeah. for not making me uncomfortable. But then it's also like, yeah, she has the same thing that I do. Yes. Where I feel like it's just so easier to just bury my shit than to, to than to call it out let it outward right away. Yes. I uh, I think that yeah, I also think it's like that second one is a mom I guess they're both like mom that could be part mom being a cool mom at the time. Yeah, it's like that's a cool mom where she, where she's not. Um, yeah, yeah. She's like, ah, oh, my little boy's just trying to get some trim. You know, I ain't gonna interrupt <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, he's trying to get laid. Yeah, stop this kid. What am I, a cock block? <laughs> uh, the only one I have is that it's general. I got to think of more of where it's. Uh, I, I, the mine is just my mom. To this day, my mom is any the first question she has about anybody I encounter or any anything professionally I've done, anything that is like, were they nice? Everything is were they nice? Were they nice? Were they nice? Were they nice to you? Were they nice? Were you nice? Were they nice? The question is, were they nice? Does she say that about like audiences? Yeah. Audiences, uh people at people at the club, were they nice? Were they what did what did so and so think when you did this? What did like you know, like I, I, I think I told you, like she used to. I don't have a manager right now, but she used to talk about my manager that I had, my com- comedy manager, like it was a manager at a Target that I worked yeah. for, like that kind of thing. Like it was like, were they happy with that? Were you, were they okay? And I'm like, ma, the way it works is, am I happy with them as well as them happy? It's a two way street, you know that kind of thing. So mine's more general, uh, but it's always. Were they nice? Were they cool with this? Is everybody cool? Everybody happy? No, no ruffling of any feathers. Is everything? She, she wants to make sure everything is. Everybody's getting along and everything's copacetic. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think I've brought that up to her before. You know, I've said it. Like, you know, everything has to be nice. And and somebody, I say that I say nice all the time. Like, hey, I'm trying to be nice. And the, and somebody was like, nice is very arbitrary. If you, if you want to use the correct yeah, word well, to use is kind. You want to be kind. Kind is has more substantive word than nice is. Nice is very like, what's nice? You can be nice and still be an nice asshole. Nice seems is when you go, uh, oh, that girl. Uh, is she is she is she hot? She's decent. Nice is decent. Nice and decent are similar. Yeah, like, yeah. To talk about somebody's looks like. Like hey, is your, is your uh, like if a, like you're setting a, a somebody up with your friend, you're like, eh, he's decent, yeah, he's a decent looking guy. Yeah. That's nice. That's the same as nice. Nice, he's yeah, decent and he's nice. Yeah, so it's it's so I kind of always have like thought, oh, not overthought that, but like 
analyze that as far as like, oh yeah, because I think for a long time up until I started probably doing therapy and stuff, I, I, I think I had the same outlook where yeah. I was like, where, am I being nice? Are they being nice? Is everybody being nice? Is everything. I I, th- I think this will be a fun question to ask you on the podcast live is when I send you like uh like like for the show we don't and you could tell if you're listening we don't prepare extremely diligently or heavily like it's a podcast about historical events you yeah. know we kind of have some topics we want to get to and we and we go through them but I will send you a like a little list of a couple topics like half or most of the time do you ever get that like when i send it to you at like 10 30 last night are you just like all right dude fucking relax i'm not looking at this uh no i because i sometimes feel like doing a podcast with me is like working with stanley kubrick <laughs> i'm just like hitting you up like i like i called you like calling you the, the one day i'll be like dude i got ideas for this yeah. like, <laughs> like you're like Did this guy just fucking pound an eight ball no you know what's funny that's what's so funny about that my take on it is i'm actually really appreciative of it and I think, oh, that's why you sent me the thing last night. And I was like, I have to think on this. You're like, if you have anything to add, uh, let me know. And I was like, I, ha- I have to write back stuff. I need to like do my part. So I, I thought that I'm like, if I, if I don't want to be flippant and go, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. And then nothing, and then do nothing on top of it to like respond or give ideas. So then I'm not also doing the work for the work, any kind of work for the podcast. We're fucking doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. People pleaser jail. Thought, I thought we were. Gro- I thought we were growing. We. I think we are, but I do. I think it's just never going to escape it, man. I think it's. It's like, like it's so funny, like perception wise. I. I'm glad you brought it up because I really. I'm like. Oh, this is great because it actually does give us starting points and it makes for good episodes. But I'm also like, well, let me give back because a couple of things you were like we could fill in, which is perfect segue into our next thing. Yeah. Um. So let me give my ideas for that, and then we'll bounce back and forth. Well, you don't. You don't think that you can. You you said this. You said I, I think it's always going to be something you're dealing with. You don't think you just age out of it? Because like I see like old people that just have a level of not giving a fuck what anybody thinks. Um, like, I think will you eventually get there. I could see myself getting there because I've gotten. I, I think it would be a very very weird version of that. I don't think I'm never not going to be. I already think I see people my age that are. You know what does it? I think is when you're busy with life, you don't care about this shit as much. And we have a very unique life where we're mostly concerned about. Uh, hey, relationships we have because of our business and then making people laugh on stage. So it's almost like you know, 200 yeah. little tiny relationships right there and people pleasing on stage. So on top of that, we don't, we both don't have any kids. But I, I've actually had the thought recently, I wish I had my own kids so I wouldn't worry about all the bullshit involved in comedy. I would just, I'd be working at it and I'd be yeah. networking. But the little tiny nuanced things, if I was busier during the day, which I try... I'm busier now than I was. Like I try to keep myself busy, but like, man, you have so much downtime when you don't have kids and uh, that, and you don't have some investment bank job. That's a really good point about the kids, though. Is, is I feel like people with kids, they they give like, it's like I have this l- little thing that I gotta worry about that like I care about more than anything, and nothing it does in public embarrasses me, or nothing it does in public like. Like I'm not worried about, 
like it distracting these people. Like, because well, I, no. some, I sometimes okay. Here, here's well, the no, you're thinking was, of it. No, that's this is how I know you don't want to have kids. Though. No, I definitely don't want to have. Yeah, kids. yeah. And you know what's funny? Your take on it is is still is, as people please are taking. Well, oh, I'm gonna tell you what I was thinking of is is some like when you're at a restaurant and you see like a kid at the table. I don't. I'm not like. Oh, well, this kid shut the fuck up. I'm not one of those guys. But I am like, damn. They must be so embarrassed about how loud and annoying their kid is. Like, I would be like mortified if my kids are at this table, distract, like ruining everybody else's meal. And coming from somebody who is sad at the table with like my siblings and their kids, they don't give a shit. <laughs> they're just sitting <laughs> no, there. They're, I they're like, I'm trying to like wolf down this spaghetti while these kids are distracted for two seconds. Oh, that, I think it goes both ways. I think people do care. That's why you ever hear the thing about parents, there's like a trend on planes. When parents have a toddler or an infant on planes, they will come with like candy wrapped in plastic bags with earplugs in them, earplugs and candy to be like, and hand it out to the people in their immediate area or to like most of the plane. And be like, we apologize in advance if anything goes down. He's he's two. He's teething, you know, whatever it is. So I think there are people that really care about it. But it's interesting to me that your go-to is that because what I meant was, I wouldn't be busy worrying about it. Some, I'm being embarrassed. A kid's a kid. I, I'm the same way. A kid screams on a plane. I don't. It you can't. They can't avoid it. I would think. I'm thinking like they have to keep the kid alive, dude. Like I, you're you're worried about like feeding oh. a kid, dressing a kid, getting a kid into school, getting. All this stuff. So that's what your time is consumed with. Yeah. And do they want them to act right in public? Sure. But that's almost like a, it's like a side thing. Yeah. You, of course you don't want them to act rude, but that's the first thing you think of. And it's really, it's telling. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense for the podcast. Because kids are fucking rude, dude. Speaking of rude kids, that's one half of our, our, our jerk dash off this week. Let's do a quick one because uh, we got to wrap it up fairly yeah. soon. Let's do that. Um. Well, th- this one you you uh, you came with this jerk jerk off uh, a last minute jerk off last minute jerk off we are going um, we're going to uh, it's we're pitting two movie characters against each other again or did you want to do do you want to cliffhanger the movie hit characters and not answer it today and give it to the and audience? bring it back next week yes let's do it yeah let's yeah that makes a lot of sense the characters we have are. It is Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls. I forget her character's name. Regina George. Regina. <laughs> Hello. I love Mean it's Girls. It's a great. It's a great. You actually look like the gay dude Fuck from. Off. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, oh, man. You do look like that guy. <laughs> you look like. Oh. Holy shit. I love that I edit these episodes. <laughs> Instead, you better you better leave it in. Oh. I know, but I wish I knew about Mean Girls as much so I knew what's his, what's the character's name. I don't know it. Yes, you do know it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Say it. I really don't. Oh, uh, we're all talking about it next week. Holy shit, dude! I I, I you know how much shitty stuff I look like. I <laughs> don't look like him. You don't look. Like Is he gay? The character I was actually gay? don't know if he's gay in real life or not, but no, but the character was right. Yeah, the character was. I can't remember the movie that well, but I know what he looks like. You I'm love Mean Girls, you said it's fine. Oh, I think it's a great movie. I love yeah. it. I really do love it. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Regina George from Mean Girls <laughs> versus Devil's Wear Devil Wears Prada. What? <laughs> Meryl Streep's character in Devil Wears. What's Prada? her name again? Uh, I don't fucking. I don't know anymore. <laughs> you really do know it, don't you? 
No, I don't know. I saw I saw that movie once. It's actually a good flick. It's a really good movie. Also, that's a movie. We can t- let's talk about more next week. It's a movie that held up better than when it first came out. I remember thinking it was like a almost like a popcorn like girly flick type thing when they came out. Yeah, but it, it's actually a a really really good. I think movie. It was nominated for best picture. Was it? Oh, I think it was. Right. It yeah. was. I guess you have Meryl Streep in something. It's always going to be. I always thought of it as. I think I was surprised it was nominated back then, but now that makes sense to me. So we are not going to answer our take on who is a bigger jerk between those two. Um, I'll put it out as a poll today. Yes. And we'll see what people uh, what people think. Uh, but I do have one question I'd like to get an answer from. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Would you? <sighs> yeah, just based off the, just the, the sheer legendary acting talent. She's fine at acting. I, I just think I would. She's an amazing actor, yeah. actress. Yeah, I definitely would. You would? Yeah. Not based off the acting. Just based no, off. Just based, I, 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 I think, think she's, she's a good-looking older woman. I, her, I think she's the sexiest in adaptation. I think she's the sexiest in Devil Wears Prada. She's so mean. She's so bitchy. Oh, you like the you like bitchy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So guys, do us a favor and. What a weird way to end. Huh? <laughs> She's so mean. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to put on heels and step on my sack. Just wanted to tie me up. She's part of your, your weird threesome. Yeah. I just want to. Um, it's going to keep going. I'm done. <laughs> Dude. Uh, guys, let us know who you think is. The, the, we'll, we'll continue with the jerk off next week. Uh, and it's, a, it's about that time, right? It is about that time. Sean, that was a fun one. That was a good one. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.